Today, I want to talk about seven ways to manage your time. Next service, I'm going to talk about habits of visionaries. So you may want to stay for two services or you can be torn between the two. It's up to you what you want to do. Now, the question I want to ask is, why does it seem like some people are able to get most out of every minute in the same 24-hour day? Yesterday, I traveled with Muruti Mbele, David Mbele, who is uh, pastoring a church in Vetporki, and I was in KZN in Durban with uh, Apostle Collins Lomo, because like most of us churches, early part of the year, we try to bring leaders together to converse around certain things. So they had a leadership retreat, and it was such a blessing to see all the leaders. Their church has grown phenomenally. This is a church that's been around now, I think, about 26 years. And of those 26 years, we've worked with them for 24 years of that 26 years. Literally was there at the early, early beginning. So what I preached last year in December at their conference turned everything around and they have made that the theme for this year. So I was there talking to them and, and all of that. So when we came back, because, you know, we had to leave early, our flight, I think, was 6 o'clock, if I'm not wrong, a 6 o'clock flight, but we came in very late and whatever. So as we're driving back, Murti David, Murti David says, Shoo, I didn't realize that there's so much that one can do in one day. Amen. You know, when he was counting everything that we had done yesterday since 6 o'clock in the morning. And the issue about it, Barcelona, is in the managing of time. Amen. We all have 24 hours in a day. But research shows us that it is not some special resilience that certain people have or even an inherent aptitude to multitask that sets them apart. But it simply means efficient people simply manage their time. Jesus is our greatest example of time management. He was so aware of the reality of managing his time so well that he said this, in John 9, 4, he said, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. Now, when Jesus is talking about nighttime and daytime, he's not talking about necessarily in the evening or in the morning, but he's using daytime and nighttime in a figurative sense. This is what Jesus is intimating. He's intimating in this verse that he has a precise work to do on earth. And this work is particularly arranged and laid out for him, just like you, just like me. You have a particular work to do on earth. You don't believe it. That's why you're not saying amen, right? Yeah, tell your neighbor, even if you're not saying amen, you have a particular work to do. There's a reason why God gave you the gifts he gave you, like we said last week, made you the person he made you. So Jesus is saying, he has a precise work to do on earth, number one. Number two, and he says, all that I came to do on earth is the works of God. Particularly about doing what God had told me to do, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good. So Jesus says, I'm here to be about my father's business. Thirdly, Jesus is also intimating that each work has precise time and a place and a program of instruction. He says, I must do the works of God whilst it is still day. Meaning that your time, if you don't mind me saying it that way, your time may time out. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If, if you don't do what you should do within the time allocated, you time out. You know, many of you know, you know, if you are downloading something you know, some app maybe from the internet, if, if, or maybe if you are logging on doing internet banking. You know, once you log on, you know, they give you a certain amount of time to put in your password and all the other things. If you don't, it times out. All right? Tell your neighbor, your time times out if you don't do what you're supposed to do. Yes, yes, yes. So Jesus is saying, I'm aware I've got a work to do. And if I don't busy myself with that work and focus on that work, it's going to time out. At least 3 1 says, to everything, there's a season. You know, I never realized this verse. I was listening to uh, Dr. Masman wrote teaching on this the other day. He was anyway, referring to the verse. It, 
And I've read it so much, but it didn't occur to me that word everything stood out. To everything, there is a time and a season. If every, oh, Barcelona. Everything in Arenakoya Yon. Are you there, Barcelona? Everything, to everything. If you look at nature, nature is on God's time clock. We are going into what now? Autumn now. The weather has started changing. I see many people or several people are getting sick already. And why are we getting sick? We're getting sick because we, we've moved into this time with the mentality of summer. So in the morning it's cold. During the day it's hot. And in the evening it's also cold. So you know, I see when we come for prayer in the morning, there are people who come with their short sleeves and so on. And as they pray, you can hear them sniffing. You know, because we're in denial that it's cold in the morning. It's confusing. It's very hot during the day, but it's very cold during, in the morning. So it's very confusing. But, but, but the confusion is born out of the fact that we don't want to accept that the season is changing. Look at your neighbor and say, especially you, you have the sniffles this morning. You don't want to accept the season is changing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, the thing is this, Masalan. If you do not cooperate with the season, you'll always run into trouble. The same with your life. So Jesus saying each work has its precise time and place in God's program of instruction. Thirdly, what Jesus is also saying is that, that as his period of work had a definite termination, so by letting anyone's service pass by its allocated time, the whole would cause your life to be disarranged and it will be driven beyond a point where you can salvage it. Once Nako, if it delays sometimes, even if we try our hotel to correct, it's too late. Certain things they have gotten so so much. It's almost like when you look at some of the buildings we have in, in, in the city center. You know, with any building, you, you must do what? You must have maintenance. You must have a maintenance plan. So if you don't maintain it, there comes a point where even if Uzama to maintain it, it's no longer helpful. Are you there, Basalana? Yeah, you have to break the whole building down. People who buy it and parachute, we've had many people have accidents when they were parachuting. Because when you jump out of the plane uh, we, and, and, you, 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 and, and you're going to parachute, you know, sometimes people jump out and they, they free fall for a while. But when you get to a certain altitude, you've got to open your parachute if you want to land safely. So even if, if, if you don't open it in time, even if you open it, ne? I like, I like you. Yeah, yeah, you must do what this band is doing. You must preach with me, my Amen. Yeah. So even if, so even if you've done what's right, but doing what's right very late can still cause problems. The same with time. Sometimes, you know, and and, and I know Basalana, sometimes, and I'll, I'll speak for us as, as men, generally speaking, not all of us, but sometimes I found us, we men, we are, they call us late bloomers. Oh, guys, you don't like my saying. Yeah. We, 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 we men, generally speaking, there are guys who wake up earlier than others, but generally speaking, the men, we take a while to, to wake up. And I'm going to wake up, I'm talking about taking responsibility. Like I was explaining to you last week, it took me a long time to realize that I can't be depending on my father paying for my school fees. And then please don't judge me, ladies, please. It was just my thinking at the time. Yeah. But I woke up to that. And you wake up late. But the nice thing is when we've woken up, we've woken up before it. <laughs> yeah, what? I mean, in church, yeah, I know it. In church, it's the ladies who first buy into coming to church. Men, women come and they come here with the children and the guy comes even if he sees the church again. <laughs> come on, some of you guys, you better laugh because it's you who are doing that. Dadam Konto, who usually travels with me, he told me, 10 years he brought his wife to church. Yes, yeah, serious, 10 years. 10 years, every Sunday, Amutli Samutropatama. Serious, 10 years. 10 years. Hey, Mara, women. We are in a, we are an interesting group, eh? I tell you. But then at least At least at least even with good things we are stubborn, Ratswarel. Yeah. But the thing is sometimes even when you see the light, it's too late. You stop doing certain things, your body is so damaged that even when you stop, 
The results are there. You know? You, and you, you start deciding, so it's only at a certain age, you say, now okay, what it's, so it's fine, it's, and it's good. But you know, sometimes it's already late. And Jesus is saying that. Tell your neighbor, don't time out. <laughs> Listen to what Paul says. Paul says, be careful how you live. Ephesians 5.15. Be careful then how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. In other words, in Paul's way, foolishness is when we are not careful how we live. Now, I love the next verse. Verse 16. This is the New Living Translation. He says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. T.D. Jakes puts it in these words. Maximize the time. Make the most of every opportunity. But have you ever have you ever been with somebody and you met them and it's been a long time and when you met them you wanted to say certain things to them but you thought no get a mona next week. Yeah. And then next week you got the news that they passed on and you just went hey. So one of the problems is if you don't know how to manage your time, you don't know how to maximize the time. I'll come to that later on in, in the sermon here. We need to learn, Bazalana, to be present and not distracted when we are in a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've realized there are some places you'll only go there once. You'll never go back to that place again. Never, never, never. Some places, it only works for you when you are at a certain age. Certain decisions benefit you at a certain age. And, and what you did then affects you many years later. Certain things you only get than how you want to feel. So Paul says, make the most of every opportunity. I bumped into a young man, Mawane, and it was such a blessing to meet this young man. He's the son of a pastor. He's third generation in his home, Yabaruti. So we met at the airport. I didn't know him. He knew me. And I was so glad when he came up and he said, can I ask you some questions? I said, well, of course he is. And we sat down, I think we fought for 30 minutes, and he was asking me one question after the other about ministry. He, started, he went into ministry at the age of 22. I said, I can identify with that. I was 22 when I became a pastor. And he asked me many, many questions, and I thought, this is a wise young man. Yeah, he has an opportunity to ask a senior leader about ministry, and he is using it wisely. See, when you are not wise, when you are not wise, when you are around a senior person who's ahead of you, wabua all the time. When you are wise, when you are around someone who's ahead of you, you ask them a lot of questions because you want to learn. You may never see them again. Mm. And I thought, this is a wise young man. He's asking questions because we don't know if we'll ever bump into each other again. God gives us opportunities, Barcelona. Sometimes we have opportunities to save money, opportunities to buy things, opportunities in employment. You know, you get employed, you get upset, can't one, by Bible in the wrong place. You say one thing wrong, and then when you realize the job you had, I shouldn't have been upset, you know, I, I missed an opportunity. But the good thing is God is able to help us when we've missed opportunity. Can I hear an amen in the house? Yeah. So he says, make the most of every opportunity in these evil days, don't act thoughtlessly, watch what he says, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. The complete Jewish Bible says, therefore pay careful attention to how you conduct your life. I love that. Live wisely, not unwisely. Use your time well, for these are evil days. Verse 17. So don't be foolish, but try to understand what the will of the Lord is. I like the message Bible. It says, so watch your step. Use your head. It's the message Bible. Tell your neighbor, use, use, use your head. Note it says, make the most of every chance you get. It says, these are desperate times. Don't live carelessly, unthinkingly. Make sure you understand what the master wants. The Amplified Bible says, look carefully then how you walk. I love it. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise at wits and witless, but live as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Oh. Making the most of the time, 
Love, this one says, buying up each opportunity. In other words, if you live in the moment, if you maximize the time, you can buy back lost time. Are you understanding, Pastor? You can, you can make amends on your mistake sacrally. That, that's why, you know, you know we, we only learn in hindsight after you've made a mistake. Right? So next time, when the same opportunity comes, we're um, an egg. So if you can go to one come seven because of a cup, next time, even if you can copy a house, you can how we next to it. Last time, last time I lost the job. You, you, you won't. You see, that, that's what happens. So we need to learn, Bazalana, to buy up opportunity. So time management, therefore, is the ability to plan, what's this, and control how you spend the hours in a day to effectively accomplish your goals. You have vision. You have goals. There are things that you want to see. But if you don't manage your time well, you'll know that by the time in December, you still have a long list of things that have not been accomplished. Already, Basarana, January is almost done. Kirikai today. Kiri 26. We have how many more days to go? Five more days to go. It's already gone. Just imagine. It's a poo. Gone. So we already only have 11 months. You are one month poorer in 2020. Already. And some of you haven't even started. Look at you. I can see some of you in Billy this side. I can say, why come? Why come? Some of you haven't started yet. The longer you wait, the more you're going to time out. Okay? So, so it's important that even your time management plan, that you, you make sure that you plan every day. Instead of just hoping that somehow you'll make it till the end of the year. And catch your breath in December. Before you know where you are, you are in the next year. Before you know where you are, it's been five years ago since you said you're going to enroll. That's how quickly time goes. I'm telling you, that's how quickly time goes. Yeah. So let's talk about those seven steps of time management quickly. And I want to say all of them like we did last week so that you get the time. And thanks to you, all of you was around for the feedback on uh, some people that someone really helped them last week. And, and somebody was saying that it really helped them in terms of deciding in their life. God bless you for that. Amen. Amen. So, if you want to become the master of your own time, start by implementing these seven tips for time management. Number one, this is important. First things first. Hmm? First things first. What do we call it? Prioritizing. This may sound like obvious, but very few people know how to prioritize. Yes. See, when you lose sight of priorities, it will result in you living in a world where you are expected to be available 24-7. Like I said, if you are available 24-7 for anybody, anything, anytime, then there's a problem somewhere. There's time when you, you are not available because you're focusing on something. You should prioritize as well your tasks, Bazalan, based on their importance and their agency. There are things that are not important, but also there are things that are not urgent. And in fact, sometimes what's urgent is not important. There are things that are urgent, but they're not important. But they're urgent. So if you, if you don't do that, you'll always be pushed by emergencies. There's people who are always on an emergency. And then Maraki, hectic, you know. <laughs> always chasing emergencies. You can chase emergencies all your life and never move forward in life, I'm telling you. I've learned in life, there are times when you have to learn to say no. There are things that, you can't solve everybody's problems. You can't be an answer to everybody's situation. Only God can do that. Yes. We are not God. Yes. You have to live with that tension. There, there are places where you can't help, even if you want to. You can't, you can't be in all places at the same time. You can only, you are not omnipresent. <laughs> only the Holy Spirit is present everywhere at the same time. Yeah, so you have to be comfortable with the fact that you can't be at certain places. And I'm really, I really want you, all you young people, to learn this. As your life gets busier, 
And as the stage becomes broader, you'll be faced with having to make choices every day. I mean, we get invitations all the time to go preach. Four, five, six, seven, ten, twenty invitations. Same month. Yeah. Same month. So it's, it's really a problem because you look at them, oh, fella, you want to go to all 20. But you can't because if I go to all 20, number one, I will be absent here, Mokereke. Number two, I will not be at my home. You know? Number three, there's all other related issues that we do that you can't do. So you have to be comfortable to take one and say to the 19, I can't come. Amen. And let them not be happy with you. Amen. you what, what are you going to do? But then how do, you, how do you decide what is it that's important? For me, this local church is the most important thing to me in terms of ministry. I will give this local church more attention than anything else. I'm accountable to this local church. These people that I'm leading, they are the ones that I'm concerned about. So in terms of time planning, they'll come first. They'll get the bulk of it. Of course, that's of course after my family. But they'll get the bulk of it. After that, then all other things, okay, in the rank of priorities, which one is more important than the other? First things first. Now, there are things that belong only in the category of first. They belong there. Now, you know, Jesus, in his teachings, one of the things he tries to get through to people is this thing here, what belongs in the category of first. This is what he says in Matthew 6, verse 31 to, 30, to 34. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. It says, your heavenly Father knows what you need, that you need all these things. Verse 33. But seek first. Seek first. He says, don't seek the clothes. Don't seek all those things. Seek first. Somebody say, seek first. Yes. Not what it says. says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added. There are things that follow the first. There are first things that when you do them first, they attract the rest. Ah, you didn't get it. Let me say it again. There, there, are, there are things that when you do first, they attract the rest. But there are people who don't know priorities. They chase the rest. Jesus says, no, don't chase the rest. Seek first. The word first is the, is the, is the Greek word P-R-O-T-O-N. Proton. It's an important word. That word proton means firstly or first in time, place, order, or importance. Let me say that again. The word proton means first or firstly in time, place, order, or importance. The word Proton means before or at the beginning. At the beginning, where you start. See, there are things that start and cut on. You, I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. There are things that are the start. If us are starting more, the rest will not follow. So he says, proton, it means before, at the beginning, or chiefly or at first, or when we say first of all, that you say first of all means the second of all. And that you say first of all, it means first of all qualifies second of all and third of all. It means everything that follows has to be looked through the filter of first of all. Am I, am I making sense to you, Basala? Jesus says seek first, so you need to know what your priorities are. Why is proton important? Number uh, A. <laughs> <laughs> A. 
Anything that does, that's not done first seems to lose its significance. If you don't do it first, it loses significance. Remember, Zanan, things that matter, we make time to do them. In other words, in terms of priority or giving them our attention, we literally give them attention. You see, if you say you're going to do something and you don't allocate time, you end up not doing it. Am, 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 I, am I making sense? Because what I found out Bazana, is that somehow our days get filled up. Before you know where you are, have you ever woken up one day and said, hey, today at least, hey, at least get a rest? And then a phone call came in. Or somebody knocked at your door. And that was the end of your free day. That was the end of your free day. However, if you had prioritized something, then, then you left with that person. When you came back, you hadn't done anything. Even the important things. It's, it would have been different had you said, this first. I'm not saying you are not important. I'm just saying this is a priority. Some of us, we don't have the kind of... Yeah. So proton is important because anything that doesn't, is not done first seems to lose its significance. B, anything that's not done first may never be done. Delay often means cancellation. I've had this challenge so many times when I travel, you know, and, and then I, and now I make a checklist. Before I land, you know, I think about, hey, I've got to take the passport. Here I'm traveling, you know, I must take the passport. But, I, but when the thought came, I didn't write it down, nor did I go get the passport and put it where I can remember. I just, I just, I don't like visit myself. And then I traveled all the way to the airport. And when I got there, after struggling through the traffic, particularly through Galulis Interchange, and you got there, and then, then you realize, shoo, passport. But you see, if, you, if we have given attention to it when it occurred to you, if you had put it first, yeah. Have you ever, and, and, and once again, I'm on, on one of our case, my brother, I'm sorry, ne? I don't know how we guys, I don't know you guys, some of you are great, but I don't know how to multitask. I multitask, but I'm not great at multitasking. So, and, but what I mean is that, you know, when I'm at home, I can't clean and cook and iron, and uh, at the same time, I can't. I don't know, I have to do one thing at a time, but I've tried. Muruta, I've tried to cook and do washing, and prepare my sermon at the same time. And say, yo! When you get into the kitchen, it's all black smoke. Smoked chicken. <laughs> but you know, I realized that, you know, uh, uh, or, or sometimes a thought did okay when I'm that side to the I'm going to check a pizza. But I said, I it this pizza. Anybody, come on now, don't give me that look. Yeah, you, I thought, okay, to, you know, first, I'm going to check a pizza. And I thought, Eric, fell later more. So you, you, you fell later and you got carried away, fell later. And then you went, yo, pizza. Yeah. See, if you don't do first, you may end up not doing it. I'm telling you. If you don't start your day with prayer and reading the word, you'll never do it. Or if you do it, if you do it, to toshia mavava. What's up, mavava? What's up, mavava? Yeah, murena waka ralebuka. Amen. Shababa. Shababa mavava. Go, kuruko is like umaga register. Anybody knows? Kosko longwe. You were not there the whole period. You came at the end and sat at the back. Kabare mosasono present mistress. Kemavava. You were there, mara. You were not there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's important. Proton matter C, problems abound when that which is first becomes second. Problems abound. Problems abound. I mean, in many, many places, in many industries, workers have messed things up because they did first what was supposed to be done second. <laughs> You know, it's better these days because we are now used to unleaded petrol and we are also used to the 
Diesel being on the same pumps with the rest of the diesel in Ewakotukoko. And at least the cars today, they make the diesel nozzle to be different and have a color. But those days when diesel first came, you know, the petrol attendants never saw it. They just opened but sell petrol. <laughs> he didn't first check the lead, Habula, diesel. He didn't do that first. That's what they should do. And you didn't tell them, hey, can I get this? Yes. You were busy on your phone. But, hey, what's along? Yes. Oh, yeah. See, what you were supposed to prioritize, you didn't. You were distracted. You were distracted. So, but it's important. There are things that must be first, and you can't compromise on them. Number two. Spend your morning doing what somebody called your MITs. That's simple. Your most important tasks. Use every morning to focus on your biggest and most challenging tasks that are known as your most important tasks. What is it that falls within that category for you? For me, it would be prayer, it would be reading the word, and, and of course other things. But those two are unnegotiable. And I mean, it's even more challenging when you preach like as much as some of us do, because you go to many places, you preach, you must constantly be preparing. So I must be studying all the time, I must be researching, I must be, I tell you, in a week, if you have five preaching engagements, imagine Bazarana, five sermons, and one sermon to prepare, it's hours. Hours. Hey, many. So you go on a break, and if you don't do it, you're gone. Unless you, you preach, sometimes I do preach my sermons more than once. But even then, you must still revisit it. You must change certain things. You must contextualize. It's a lot of work, wasn't it? Number three, save time by having a schedule. Scheduling is simply the art of planning activities, your activities, so that you can achieve your goals and prioritize the time that's available. So you have a schedule from 10 to 20 gates or so, from this to this. I don't know, maybe some of you are, are, are great with that. I'm not great in freestyling. I find out if I just live my day spontaneously, it's a real problem. I've got to have an idea in my mind. If I don't do that, I just find that I, by the end of the day, you don't know who wins it. The day is gone, Marausha, but you are not sure who wins the in. Yeah. So, why you must have a schedule, Barcelona, is because you want to write your goals down and prioritize the time available. Then you realize this one, I will not have the time. And you know, Barcelona, let me, can I just say this? Sometimes it's important when you write down these things and you allocate time. Allocate real time. I'm always amazed sometimes when we talk, because I travel a lot. When I ask people, how long does it take to get there? Then they say 30 minutes. Intertem Konto is not here. I would, I want, I would ask him the, the place. There's a place where we went past uh, Klexdorp. What's the next town after Klexdorp? Volmaranstadt. Thank you, my brother. Yeah. We're going to Volmaranstadt. So, because I had never been to Volmaranstadt, and I needed to be there at a certain time because we needed to be part of a procession near Baruti because a pastor was being ordained, I phoned and asked somebody in Klexdorp that I know, how long does it take to go to Volmaranstadt? He, uh, eh? He said 15 minutes. <laughs> but it's 80 kilometers away now. 80 kilometers on average is one hour, just if you drive Huntley Fela. I'm telling you the truth, Pazala. So, Pazala, we left very early here. By the time we reached Lexdrop, it was so early. So we decided we have enough time. We only have 15 minutes to go. Why don't you get into a mall and have breakfast? <laughs> no, no, there was enough time. Listen, there was more than enough time according to what I had been told. So even when we left, I didn't allocate 15 minutes. I allocated 30 minutes because I wanted to be 15 minutes ahead. By the time we see the board, Ellen Volmer run start, and I say, ah! <laughs> please don't do what I did, okay? Don't do what I did. I told the person who was driving, I said, Munna, you make sure we're not late. I won't tell you. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to get arrested, but... But we were not late. <laughs> I won't say anything further. But, uh, but I couldn't believe. So I found this guy back. I said, Munna, you said from here to Volmarastas is 15 minutes. 
He said, oh, it's 15 km. It doesn't matter how fast you drive. The only way to be in Volmer and start in 15 minutes is to fly. You, you can't drive. There's no way, no way. And I've realized sometimes when you ask people, how long does it take? How long it takes, you must include the time to reverse out of the yard. For some of you who are still beginners, you reverse like this, you reverse like this, you reverse like this, you reverse like Do you know on average how long it takes you to get out of your house when you're reversing a car? Have you calculated? Go and calculate. It takes 10 to 15 minutes, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, go check it. It takes people, people don't factor in that time. They say, they say it's 30 minutes. They say, no, we are more than 30 minutes. No, 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 no. It's not that if you're going to come here, for instance, where I stay, where I live, it takes about, if I want to be properly on time, it's 30 minutes for me to get here, including the reversing. And I live on like 30 minutes when there's no traffic. Yeah. But if I want to be on time, I need to allocate 45 minutes. Then I'm on time. Yeah. But you see, when it comes to allocating time, people do that. So what happens? Every day you don't finish your tasks. Tell your neighbor, they will think I think about Ankara. The reason for me, time is, is I'm so aware of it, is because we travel a lot. I travel a lot. We travel a lot. And it's amazing every time how they estimate their time. And I say, no, 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 no. Then I realize they say, no, you'll be there in two hours. And then it takes us three hours. And I wonder, they, you see, they didn't even calculate. Akira, you must rest after, you have to rest. Station, 6-9 station, you have to, you have to. <laughs> of course, yes, you have to stop there. And to, to get your legs to stretch and so on, you see. So, just make sure. So, scheduling helps you, Basalana, with your time. It's very important. When it's done effectively, it helps you to understand how you can be realistic with your time. It ensures that you have, watch this now, you have enough time for essential tasks. You see, so you're not always running out of time. You're not always in a hurry. There's people who are always late. And, and, yeah, 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 and constant lateness is because people don't calculate the time. They don't, some people don't know how long it takes for them to wash and get ready. Oh. <laughs> be realistic. Don't be idealistic. It's got enough 15 minutes. Why is it only one hour? So allocate one hour. If you know it takes one hour to get ready, allocate one hour, then you are not rushed. If offers are in 45 minutes, praise God, you have 15 minutes to spare. Yeah, yeah. But my goodness, we like being, I don't know, Basarana, you know, we're just never present. We're always rushing. Rushing to work, rushing to a meeting. Rushing, because we're rushing. We don't leave, we're rushing. We're rushing through life. Oh, now, I'm not saying, Barcelona, there won't be times when we're under pressure. But you can't live under pressure. This is what causes high stress levels. I'm telling you, let me learn more now. You know, why put a wireless stop? So, wireless stop, boop, boop. And then when you check, it's a 60 meter, it's a 60 kilometers per hour zone. When you are moving at 100 kilometers, that's why everybody is slow. Because everybody is obeying the rules but you. My bishop and I, some few years ago, we went to the, to the Cape. I think it was the, the, the Western Cape, if you're wrong. I don't remember where we went. We, we went on holiday. You know, some of these towns, say, small towns. And then we realized something. We were walking in town. And then we realized we're the only people jaywalking. You know what jaywalking is? Now, I can see you, Joe Beckers. You don't even worry about that. You just pass. We were just... Then we realized after a day that we're the only people who were doing that in the whole town. <laughs> Nobody, they would wait. I said, these people, they don't know how to treat a robot. <laughs> in Johannesburg, even when you are driving, eh? You don't look at this one, you look at the other one. Oh, come on now. Once in a yellow, ah. First care, I'm telling you. I said, these people, they, they, they don't know how to live life. But then it occurred to me, my, are we hectic in Johannesburg? 
That's why our stress levels go. We are hurried. We don't even know how to relax and unwind and be at peace. It's even worse these days that even when we're resting, people are busy on their phone. Because there's no break. Even take it to other places. <laughs> on the phone, yeah. There's people in the street. Yesterday, yesterday. Is it yesterday? Day before yesterday. I almost bumped somebody in our street. Headphones on, in the middle of the room. In the middle of the road. I didn't want to blow my horn, Basalana. I didn't. I was driving and I thought, at least the south. And I slowed down. I didn't. I didn't. But finally, here's another car coming. I'm trying to avoid him. Here's another car coming. You know? I, I had to add a pop. And then they look at you like, what's wrong with you? And I'm thinking, oh, what's wrong with you? But I tell you, we can be so preoccupied. Number four, make a list. There's scientific evidence, Bazalana, that the act of planning activities through a to-do list, it reduces the burden on the brain. And you know, this one for me has been helpful. We're not the same, Bazalana. I'm not saying to you what I do. However, I've found that I must always keep a pen and paper handy as things occur to me and as ideas occur, I write it down. And, and, and it unburdens your, your head. And you don't forget. And then you remember the things. And when you revisit it, oh, yeah, that. For instance, you know, there are smaller than things that you are supposed to take when you travel. For instance, say you think about, uh, let's take a one. Let's say, let's say, yeah, dental floors. Just, you know, that's not a big thing. You, you think about it and then you don't write it down. And then here you are, transatlantic and you busy. <laughs> and you're thinking, <laughs> oh, I don't know if you are like me. Well, unless you are able to go to a hotel and Baokadima these things, but sometimes, like for instance, cutting your nails. You know, there are times when I must cut my nails, but I didn't cut my nails, but you, you can't cut them because you're running. So you think, hey, I've got to get that set Eliadi nail clipper and put it in the bag. But then you postpone. And then I know more planning of one manala. And you know, it doesn't matter how much you brush sometimes, there's still something left underneath. And the easiest thing is to. Ah. Oh, come on, but am, I, am I talking to people who are just like me? Hmm? So unburden your mind by writing down. Try to do that. Try to do that. All goals and projects are made up of smaller parts that need to be accomplished. So, in order to achieve this goal, or complete the project. So create a to-do list for each goal and project. List all the measurable steps that you need to accomplish. Number five, I want to, I want to close quickly. Set goals for your tasks. This one I won't talk about it because we talked about it in the past. Smart goals, we talked about that. Your goals must be specific, meaningful, or measurable, achievable, relevant, time-based, or time-bound. That's what smart is therefore as an acronym. Specific, meaningful or measurable, achievable for A, R, relevant, T, time-based or time-bound. We've talked about that. So, yeah, number six. Are we together? Yes. Number six. Be fully present. Be fully present wherever you are. Maximize the moment. The first and foremost obstacle of being present is distraction. You know, and the other thing, Bazarana, I, I want to advise you parents. Savor every moment with your children. I tell you. Be there. Be present. Take pictures. Love every... I always use the term. The achievements of... Every milestone, you know. When they start sitting up, Watch it, enjoy it, take pictures because they're not, it's not, that stage is not forever. Because when they get a certain age and they change, you remember when they were so small. See, when they're small, they're running after you. When you, when you, hi, Tamai. Hi, Tamai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get to an age where they don't want to be with you. Now you run, you want to go on holiday, then they say, no, we've made other plans. 
And let me tell you, it comes very quickly that stage. So here's the point. Here's the point. When they still want to be around, milk it. Use it. Every moment be present. Enjoy your children growing. Be there at every step of their life. You know, raising children is very, it's a short period. It's very intensive. I want, I want, and it's expensive. It's emotionally draining. Mara, it's short. You only realize when they're grown up, but that was short. What happened? Kiba, now they don't want to go on holiday with us. Yeah. Serve every moment. Serve every moment. Many times, Pazalana, we don't. When I look back at moments that we had in church, at home, many other places, I noticed that I was there. Sometimes you can be in a great service. You can be in a great spiritual environment and never enjoy it and never love it. Yeah. You can be, have a great job and never, never, you just never present. You, you, you know, you, you can be here and still be distracted. You can be with your children, but you're always busy. Hey, wana, tama, tama sheba TV, tama. Tama sheba TV, krokhala wana man. Hey, ke busy wana. Krokhala tama na sheba TV. Hey, wana. Asa tama ya mo. Yeah. So, Vazalana, learn to be present. And I speak to me because, honestly, a busy life is a big challenge. You don't ever learn to be present. Like I told you, the one year I realized that I went to many activities and I don't remember any program where I was there when they started and I stayed at the end, to the end. I was there when they started. I had to leave halfway through because there was another one I'm chasing. And I remember one day I stopped. I said, I don't want to live like this. You can't. You can't. You know, you come there. And as it is, these programs, they don't go like they told you. Or they put you in the program, they say, no, and two o'clock, program director, you are no longer hearing anything they're saying, you're thinking, you said two o'clock. And I, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. So instead of taking two activities and committing myself to two people, I just go to one. The other one, I just have to say no. Is this making sense, Bazalan? You know, we're just never present. We, we, we are hectic. We are preoccupied. We, we, and it's worse because our world keeps us busy all the time. Phone calls, left, right, and center. Emails, WhatsApp, tweets, news come, people come, this and this. Advertisements. Oh, oh, we look in that way, look in that way. Don't be that way. And finally, number seven, don't waste time. Now, that may seem obvious, but wasting time is not great for time management. Although you don't need to plan out every second of your day, you can't, of course. But it's never great to realize three hours of work has passed and you haven't done anything about it. Saluru wa How many of you have had a day where you really don't feel like doing anything? Anybody? Come on, let's accept them, just like me. You know? And then, then you realized at the end of that day, Ramara, I should have, I should have. I learned this years ago, because I used to see my bishop, she, even when she's not well, she'd get up and work, and I think, hey, she's not well, she's working. Now, I would, you know, I would tuck myself in. <laughs> it just started with the sniffles, but it ends up with it being, how many of you have realized when you tuck yourself in, the sickness becomes more. <laughs> oh, you don't like the sermon, right? <laughs> Not always, but in my case, it would be more. And then one day I realized, many years ago, I said, no more. No more. Then I'm not working. Was, oh, come on. Then even I had a headache. I just went on and I worked. And then halfway through the day, I realized, where's that headache? <laughs> now, had I done what the headache was saying, I wouldn't have achieved anything that day. There are many people who are not physically well, but they're working. You see them work. The day bankang dend. Because they stop working, the sickness just comes and takes their life over. I'm telling you, Basala. So let's be active. Yeah. 
Don't waste any time. Many of us fall victim to time wasters. That's still our time. And don't ever allow people to steal your time from you. There are things, Basalana, that are not worth your attention. There's no need. You just, they just waste your time. It's, there's no need. Give your time to what's worth it. Busy yourself to what advances the mission and the destiny in your life. And God will bless you. Give the Lord a big hand this morning. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Join hands with your neighbor as we pray this prayer and make this dedication together. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy in helping me to maximize my time. Help me that I will use time wisely to the glory and honor of your name. I will manage the time that you gave me in a way that will honor you to move my life forward. Give me wisdom, courage and strength to do what I need to do. I pray for my brother and my sister that you will impart to them the same wisdom and strength as well. In Jesus' name. All right, keep your heads bowed. Leka, you can uh, 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 just properly. Please, nobody moving. I want to pray for somebody here who is here. And maybe you've been postponing the issue of being born again. Though you've heard about it. As yet, you haven't made that decision to invite Christ to be the Savior and Lord of your life. And, and as you've been listening to God's word this morning, you you realize that, you know what, I need to be saved. I need to be a child of God. I don't want to postpone anymore. My life is not right before God. Let me make that decision now. Let me make that decision today. I need to bring my life to God and ask him to forgive me of all my sins and put my life on the right track. Would you please pray for me? Our heads bowed, please. Our eyes closed. Nobody moving, nobody leaving. If that is you and you say, you know what? I want to make things right with God. Please pray for me. I'm not where I should be with God. Please pray for me. Would you raise your hand right where you are, please? I want to pray for you. Just raise it high. Let's see it. Just raise it high. Raise it high all over this place. Just raise it high. I want Jesus to come into my life to be the Savior and the Lord of my life. Just raise your hand right where you are. And those of you who are live streaming, wherever you are, you can also raise your hand. All right. I don't see any hands, so let me just... Oh, there's one hand. Can you stand on your feet, please? Ask us, it would help if someone has raised a hand next to you. Can you stand? Thank you. Thank you, young man. Is there anybody else who says, oh, there's someone else this side. If you raise your hand, just stand on your feet, please. We want to pray for you. That's the only reason I ask you to, to stand on your feet. All right. If, if, if they're not responding, don't worry. Don't worry, don't worry. But if, if you're still there and you've raised your hand and you want us to pray with you, I'm going to ask this young man, please, if he can take all your belongings, your Bible, your bag, oh, not your bag, I'm sorry, your, your Bible, whatever you have, your bag, whatever. Just come stand here. Let me pray with you. Would you just come? Give him a big hand, please. And anyone else who's raised their hand, just come. Come, my brother, let's pray for you. Oh, yes, there's a young lady right at the back. Come, young lady. We'll wait for you. Come. Take your belongings, please, all right? Don't leave your belongings behind. Just come. Walk all the way. Come, let me pray for you. Give these young people a hand, Basalana, as they are walking all the way down. 